Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country, I'm Balin Leonard, and today I'm joined by a global icon of country music and so much more, a career spanning over five decades, over 40 top 10 albums, 11 Grammy Awards, 100 million records and more worldwide, plus, just as importantly, donated over 100 million books through her Imagination Library and her charity, the Dollywood Foundation. She's done all those things and so much more, but for me... It's just always great to have a little bit of my beloved Appalachian Mountains here and with a brand new album as well. It's Dolly Parton. Hey, Dolly. Well, hello to you. Happy to see you again. Always good to see you home, boy. Yeah, it's always good to have a little bit of home, isn't it? Yeah. How busy you always are, but th- these last 12 months, it seems like you've just gone up another level. Uh, congratulations on being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you. You hosted the ACM Awards with Garth Brooks, and that had a record audience. How could it not? And of course, you've got this brand new rock album, and you've written another book, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But let's talk about Rockstar. So you made this album as a way to feel like you earned your place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was that what it was? That's really the biggest part of it. I had often thought I might at some point in time do a rock album because my husband is a huge rock and roll freak, actually. Right. And I thought, well, I used to think, well, maybe I should do one. And I'd done rock and a couple of rock things and albums here and there now and then, did a few covers of some rock songs, but countrified them. Mm-hmm. But then when they put me in the Hall of Fame, against my better judgment, thinking I hadn't earned it, <laughs> yeah, you they tried put to turn me it in down. anyway. I know. I thought, well, I didn't want to take anything away from people that had spent their lives in rock and roll and here. They're going to give it to me. You know, this made my life in country. But they did it anyhow. And I'm like my daddy, though. I thought, well, if they're going to give that to me, I'm going to have to earn that mm. title. So that's when I went about, plus the timing was perfect. So I went about just doing this rock album, and for the last year, that's what I've been doing, and I, I'm really proud of it. It's called Rock Star. It's just kind of tongue-in-cheek for me to be a rock star at my age. And, <laughs> but we got some of the greatest artists of all time. You do some amazing collaborations yeah. on here. So, you know, Paul McCartney, you've got Pink. Elton John. Elton John, oh, yes. I I'm assuming that nobody was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. You must have had your pick of the litter when it came to Well, that, right? actually, everybody that I ask were just so gracious and said, absolutely, be happy to do it. And they really sincerely seemed to mean it. And then some of them, you know, had told me early on, if you do this album, I want to be on it. Mm. So we, you know, like Peter Frampton and different ones, you know, that said, well, I want to be on the record. And Kevin Cronin, you know, from REO, Speedwagon. So a lot of the, and Michael McDonald, they called and said, if you're doing this album, I want to be on it. So I felt so honored and so proud that, People genuinely took pride in being on this rock record, which has made it what it what it is. And working with Miley must have been a joy. I mean, obviously, you know, you're her godmother. You've known her since 
Well, forever. Well, I am. Not before since she was born. I was there. She was conceived on the tour I was with with Billy Ray. Uh, back in the achy breaky heart well, days. She, she, yes. Is that why you're her godmother? Because she was conceived uh, well, on Well, because tour. well, Billy Ray and I got to be real, real good friends. And when she was born, he said, "You need to be her godmother." I said, "I would be honored." <laughs> so, but Molly and I have stayed close through the years. She's really like a daughter to me, mm. and we just really are connected. And of course, when we, I did. Wrecking Ball, which is one of my favorite records ever. So good. And I, we'd sang it on the New Year's Eve show. Yeah, which basically broke the internet. It did. And so I thought, well, i got to put this on my album. And I asked her if she'd join me on it. And she said, well, duh, of course. <laughs> so we uh, we did that. And I'm, I'm really proud of that, the cut of it on, on my record. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And, and Elton John, of course, you know, what a legend he is. And he did his last ever, he says, uh, UK show at Glastonbury, which, of course, you absolutely stormed when you did it. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done now. Is that something you've ever thought about doing? Going, Never. hey, I'm done. Well, I'm probably not going to tour that much anymore because I've done that for years because yeah. I'm doing a lot of work. I will always be in concert doing something, maybe a long weekend or special shows of some sort. And I've got to promote this rock album. But, but as <laughs> yeah. far as touring, I probably won't. But I'll never retire. And I mean, not unless I just got sick or something or my husband really needed me. That'd be the only reason I would even let up right. that much. But with Elton, I know he's not, he hasn't quit because he must be doing some new music because I got a call from him saying, hey, I sang on your record. Will you sing on mine? And I said, well, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. Oh, but right, I know okay. he's still going to continue with his music, maybe just recording or doing special things like I'm doing now. Yeah, and so you can't keep an artist down, can you? No. No, you can't. I don't see how. But that touring, though, I get that. Yeah. That's hard business. you got to commit. It takes you six months to prepare for a world tour. Then you've got, in order to make it work, you've got a tour for at least another six months to a year to make it pay off. So I get that whole thing. In terms of collaborations, we've talked about before um, Adele and, and how much you would like to work with Adele. But um, one that the internet seems dead set on is Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift. Is that ever been a discuss? Is that an option? Could that well, happen? I would be honored because I love her. I've always respected and appreciated how Taylor runs her business and minds herself, how she knows exactly what she's doing, how to market herself, and how to kind of keep all that self-contained. But she's a great writer, a great singer, great businesswoman. So if the time ever arises, because she's so busy now, I don't even think to ask her, because she had her own <laughs> album coming out that she's having to promote. But that wasn't, you know, I was looking more for like rock. Yeah, of course. Rock, but she's more mainstream with everybody loves Taylor. Kind of similar to you in a lot of ways, you know, crosses all kinds of boundaries, is, is as much a performer and a show person as she is a, a business person as well. So I suppose there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, but I admire her. And, and if and when the right time comes, I bet we will do something. Oh, good. Well, we look forward to that. I was thinking, Dolly, you know there's so much on the internet about, about you, and some of it's true and some of it isn't. But one of the things that people seem to be obsessed about is tattoos and you. <laughs> and, um, and rock and roll and tattoos seem to go hand in hand. <laughs> if, if there's any truth to that, you know, do you get them for special? 
special occasions would you get one to celebrate a rock album? It seems the perfect time to do it. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> um, that's not the kind of tattoos I have. Mine are pastels, and usually mine are to cover up something else. Like I have a tendency, like I'm so fair. Uh, if mm. I have a scar, if I've had to have surgery of any kind, or if I've got, and I'll just have, you know, I just tend to not the color just kind of wants to stay there. Got it. So I just have little tattoos to cover up a multitude of sins. But there, <laughs> I don't have any biker chick or rock and roll tattoos. Don't plan to do too much of that. Uh, okay, so no skulls on Dolly. No skulls. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about this new book, which I am so excited about and something that, that everybody can, can dig into because, of course, when people think about Dolly, they think of many things, but they also think about the way you look and your wonderful outfits. And you have this book called Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. And this is basically the story of your style. Is that correct? Well, it is. It's really about my whole career in, in costumes. You know, we had the song teller book, mm -hmm. which was all about me as a songwriter and me telling the stories about why and how, and, and which is still a bestseller. Then the second one in this series is the My Life in Rhinestones Behind the Seams. I tell the story of and have all these pictures I've saved through the years of all of my look has changed, whether it be from hairdos from costumes, the early girls, maybe a neighbor next door that was sewing clothes mm. for me, or a, a wife of my husband's friend, you know, that was like a local seamstress or whatever, all the way up to the top of the line, uh, biggest name designers ever. So it's interesting, and I tell stories, and interviews from all, a lot of the people that have been involved in that. You mentioned designers there. I think most people assume that everything that you wear is custom made, but you do big designers sometimes as well? Yeah, we, it depends on the project. I have a, a guy who is my creative director. His name is Steve Summers, and he's, he's the one responsible, certainly for the last several years, of my day-to-day -day wear, like stuff like we do on interviews mm -hmm. and on stage. I have a, you know some other people that do design, that I do work with, because sometimes in feature film, you know, they really want to have like a, a known designer or someone sure. that is a, you know, certified, you know, because if you win awards, they have to kind of, you know, a certain criteria. But I've done uh, different things through the years with some of the top of the line, like Bob Mackey, mm. when I did the Cher show, he designed the costumes that we wore together. Same with when I did a special with Carol Burnett. And so oh, we got all those pictures in the book and stories about how these things come about and all that. Oh, well, we cannot wait to see that. You know, I was thinking there when you were talking about Bob Mackey, Barbie the movie, the reason I thought about that, because Mackey did some clothes for, for Barbie. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, he designed a special Barbie outfit for actual Barbie. I remember this from when I was a kid. In terms of doing movies, obviously you've, you've done loads of those and you're a brilliant actress as well. Barbie the movie just seems like it's begging for a Dolly cameo. Was there ever any discussion there? Because you called yourself a backwoods Barbie. Oh, before. yeah. Well, I've been known as the backwoods Barbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I actually had a song in the 95 yes. musical that I wrote called Backwoods Barbie. But no, they didn't ask me about a cameo. But I guess they didn't need but one, one, one plastic doll. <laughs> would you have done it if they had asked? Well, of Is course I would have done it. I would have thought that would have been great. It seems like a missed opportunity, surely, yeah. on their behalf. You recently recreated your Playboy cover that you did. And I saw that Keanu Reeves' mother designed that costume, and he ended up wearing it 
for Halloween. Did you ah, know about this? I didn't know he wore it for Halloween. He has talked about this. So his mother was a costume designer. Designed yeah, Patrick that. Reeves Aaron, is, she was working under that title at that time as yes. my designer. She designed several things for me, and I love Gianna. And, and Known it, him since he's a tiny little thing. And he took it home, and apparently he wore it um, <laughs> for Halloween. On that issue, I was thinking about how Martha Stewart just did her Sports Illustrated Oh, swimsuit. she looked great, didn't she? Didn't she look fantastic? I thought she did, too. So you have done Playboy. Would you do the cover of Sports Illustrated? Oh, Swimsuit I don't know. Edition? That all depends on the mood I'm in at the time and if they <laughs> should ask. But she's already done that one. I didn't see her on Playboy. Come oh, on. that's true. Playboy, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, you, <you laughs> so got I got that. that one. I'll take the Playboy. She can have that. <laughs> uh, you've been such an inspiration, Dolly, to so many people, whether it's through your music or your style and your acting and also just the way that you stand for things. And, you know, I've been at Dolly Parton concerts where people that would never talk to each other in real life are dancing along and having the time of their life. You've also been such an advocate for the LGBTQ plus community like myself. Um, and it means so much to us. What does it mean to you? Well, it means a lot to me. It means that people know that I love and care about people for who they are and for who they are to me. And believe me, in my own immediate family and in my circle of employees, I've got gays, I've got lesbians, I've got drag queens, I've got transgenders, I've got some of everything in my own family, and I love them. So my heart is open. It is not my place to judge. I just enjoy people for who and what they are. Well, Dolly Parton, thank you for being you. Always a pleasure, always a joy. Well, thank you. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll have another dropping soon for y'all, so don't forget to keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 